Oops. Just remembered I had to do this. Um, it is, um, despite my my uh, kind of noting that I was going to change my ways, it's three minutes past 11 on Monday, the 31st of January. Now, I've got a very hungry cat with me, and I'm in the kitchen. So I apologise for the audio issues that you might be experiencing, but I don't care. Uh, <laughs> so it is, this is just a live, you know, um, what's the word like? So it's, uh, this is just me live, shooting from the hip. Um, it's National Chips, Cheese and Gravy Day. So you might be wondering, well, why, why did you break your rule? And... Um, you know, well, not even a rule, but why did you, why did you ruin the good? You know, I guess the the sort of the the flow and the the energy that comes with doing the podcast at at like seven p.m. or something like that, um, rather than doing it late. Sorry, I'm underneath the microphone. I'm sorry how this might sound. Uh, there's the so the cat's done. Good. But yeah, you might be kind of wondering, well, you know, who has he cheated on us with? And the truth is, it was myself. I was being selfish. I was doing what I wanted to do. Um, but yeah, I... Uh, it's chip cheese and gravy day today. And I take it... I don't take it that seriously, but I suppose I maybe do. Because I do have it... Um, every time it is chip season gravy day, so I suppose I take it kind of seriously. Um, but it's mostly just because I love chip season gravy, and I, I don't think I should apologize for that. Um, maybe I should do the dishes later. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I'm not going to apologize for, for the way that I like chip season gravy. It is what it is, it's, it's our national dish, and I love it. Um, so, yeah, instead of doing the podcast at the right time, I decided I'm going to do it at, uh, well, I didn't decide, I forgot. I forgot about the podcast and I was thinking, oh, I'm just about ready to go to bed now. And here we are, not in bed, recording the podcast, because I appreciate you guys. I say you guys like I'm a streamer with real fans. But the reality is you're just my friends that are too deeply committed now. You've presumably listened to a number of these episodes. I mean, I, I don't know what episode it is. I think it's episode 98, is it? <laughs> okay. I just fed the cat a little bit of chicken stock before... <laughs> You know, like a chicken stock jelly type thing. Um, just to kind of, you know, see how see how she reacts to it. Um, and she's just drinking a lot of water. Which honestly, you know, to me is a... Uh, <clears throat> that's a sign of a smart cat. Um, so there's that. Uh, didn't mean for that to rhyme. Um, so what was I saying? 
Oh yeah, so why why, why am I recording late? Well, the reason is this. It was chip cheese and gravy day. And um, I made three portions of chips. One for mum, one for me, and another for me. Uh, the first was for me, chip cheese and gravy. And then I thought, you know what, I'll be nice. I offered mum some, she had some. Um, and she also had curry as well. She was like, oh, I best finish this. It's been there since Friday. <laughs> You've already had dinner, mum. <laughs> She's a secret eater. <laughs> she, she would hate me saying this on the podcast. <laughs> but <laughs> she is. Um, <laughs> oh, best finish this. Finish it from what? It's probably curry in the fridge, mate. It's going to last days. (laughs) It's going to last a long time. I'd have, you know, I love eating food that's, you know, probably past the the threshold of goodness. Because, um, you know, it just introduces an element of peril into your life. And I think, where possible, there should just be peril in your life. Um, uh, It's fun... You feel alive, I guess. And uh, I suppose that kind of segues me into the uh, into my trip to London again. It was another weekend in London um, for another 30th birthday. Um, and uh, your boy's kind of warming to it a little bit. I, you know, if you're turning 30 and you're going to be in London... Uh, let me know. I do appearances now for not even a fee. Just, <clears throat> you know, I guess be my friend for the night. Um, <clears throat> I suppose there's a few uh, kind of elements that are in play when it comes to appearing at someone's 30th birthday. I say someone's 30th birthday. It's my sister. Um who we don't really talk about in the podcast. Mostly because I don't want to be mean. And why would I be mean? There's not much to be mean about. <clears throat> She's basically a kind of... Um, what's the word? She's like a functional, normal, and female version of me. Um, so kind of... I get all the weird things. So, for example, she doesn't have her own podcast where she, you know, uh, records and places on the internet her bodily functions um, and other embarrassing things. Uh, She, you know, lives a normal life, has a good job, and lives in London. And I live in... uh, (laughs) <laughs> a, a village um, which is really small it's the same house that I've always lived in in my whole life and uh, I went to school in uh, another village <laughs> uh, I don't know I, I'm trying not to dox myself to the 19 people that listen to the podcast we're on nearly 20 um, and yeah, I've lived my whole life between my village and another and a town that is probably 
somewhere between 10 and 15 minutes travel either side. <clears throat> so my bubble is very small, like remarkably small. And I'm sure I've mentioned this on the podcast because I tell everyone who will listen that same kind of thing. I'm not sure it's a woe is me tale, but it's kind of almost like a, it's like a qualification or, or, a, or, a, or an explanation behind why I am, uh, I guess, the way I am. Because um, <clears throat> I guess in one sense, excuse me, in one sense, I'm kind of, uh, I guess, maybe like forward thinking, creative, like blah, blah, blah. But then also I am scared. <laughs> I'm scared and small-minded and ignorant um, and uh, really stupid about certain things. Um, and uh, I think that's probably to do with my small-time mentality. But getting away helps a lot. Um, I was saying today that it's kind of... Uh, it behaves almost like a sort of... Um, mental reset uh in that you can kind of um you can kind of uh remember that you're well i fucking i'm sorry excuse my language but i did say this last time but it it, it it's it remains true <clears throat> you kind of remember how small time your problems are you know all the problems that you have at work are kind of whatever they you know, they they will exist, they don't exist there, and they will continue to exist while, you know, when you get home, and it's kind of, you don't really need to worry about things, because kind of everything will just sort itself out, um, so, and I find a bit of comfort in that, even though it's kind of a bit morbid in the sense, because it's, in one sense, because it's kind of like, you know, without me, things are okay, but it is, it, it's quite nice knowing that, you know, everyone's fine everyone sort of gets on without me on the scene so at home everyone kind of cracked on and had a nice weekend and then um everyone that i went to see in london had cracked on in the amount of time that it had been since i last saw them and that's kind of i don't know quite nice in a way do you know why because it, it absolves me of all responsibility um it, it validates the fact that i can basically go AWOL for uh, you know an, an, an indeterminate an indeterminate amount of time and kind of <clears throat> come back into people's lives and um, everything's fine and they'll open me they'll open me with welcome arms <laughs> um, they will, yeah uh, so yeah now the problem is, the people on flights are they're always going to be, uh, you know, disgusting at times. Um, <laughs> so, on the way out of uh, the Isle of Man, I was, um, I was, I, I mean, it's the Friday night flight. So, <clears throat> and it's one of, it's probably my favorite flight, actually. Uh, well, actually, no. My favourite flight is the Sunday, the Sunday evening flight back into the Isle of Man from London. Uh, well, Gatwick. Uh, I like that flight a lot. 
it's just pretty chill all around. It's a very chill experience. I really like Gatwick. Um, my bag exploded on my way back in. I'll go back to the flight out later. But no, actually, I'll talk about the flight out now. This is a wonderful podcast, isn't it? Episode 98, and I'm still not really good at it. Um, so on the way out, a uh, couple of factors. So I pay £4 extra for my chosen seat. My chosen seat is generally, well, it is always an aisle seat. Let me be very clear on that point. I don't give a shit about what's outside the window. In fact, I like to not remind myself of the fact that I am 10,000 feet in the air, sat on a chair. You know? Also, by the way, what the? I, there is just no comfort in these chairs. Like, we are too close together. I feel like there should be a, a sort of a COVID plane whereby your, your, your elbows aren't touching someone. You know? I don't like touching people ever. I don't like... I basically don't really like touching people I like. I mean, you know, it, it, there's a time and a place, wink, wink, but also... <laughs> But also, um, <laughs> well, that, that time and place isn't when your boy's stressed out and he's flying. You know, I don't want to be. I don't want to be rubbing shoulders with. Um, well, on the flight out there, I'm sorry, but I was next to a larger person. And that was fine. I actually, do you know what? I gave them all the elbow room. I I relented. Well, the way, here's my politics as far as elbows are concerned. I take the aisle seat, right? And I recognize that it's a privilege. I get kind of the the unspoken additional leg room of the aisle. And I also, um, I also get the... I don't know, just, yeah, just the general view on the fact that if, uh, um, yeah, just, I, I, I kind of, it's the general idea of me just having extra space because I'm on the aisle. Um, and also easy, easy out if I need the can, which, you know, without going into too much detail is always a consideration in my life. Yeah, so I always choose an aisle seat. Um, and it's kind of relatively near the front, but not the really not the expensive seats or the more expensive seats. It, it costs about four quid. Feet is what I said before. It costs about four quid. So um, I chose, I think, seat nine C or something. I usually go seat eight or nine, one of those two. Don't know why. Um, they feel okay because they're close enough to ten. Um, and I don't know, (laughs) I I don't know. That's just where I go. Um, so that's where I'm at. So I, I, I have an aisle seat and when I booked it, when I booked it, um, I booked it at the start of the week. I booked it on Monday night, I think it was. And I left on the Friday. So I just, and I booked of rows eight and nine. I booked the row that had no one else on it. So I was thinking, great, I might end up with a full row to myself here. And um, obviously, by the time it gets to the flight, it's absolutely rammed. Um, 
yeah, I chose the row that I thought would have no one in it, and of course, it's absolutely rammed by the time I get to uh, I get to Friday, and we all have a sit down. We all have a sit down in the sky, and um, <clears throat> so yeah, I was uh, I was sat next to a larger lady, and my my politics on oh yeah, politics on elbows are I get I get the full guaranteed elbow on the aisle facing uh, armrest. Fine. And I actually never I don't put my I don't put my elbow on the middle armrest. My my view is middle seat gets both armrests. <clears throat> I get my right hand side or well, I get my aisle facing armrest. And the uh you know, the window seat, the poor fool, gets the bloody window and the window-facing armrest and also a crippling sense of claustrophobia, which is perfectly fine, but I'll never understand it. <coughs> Spurtially, <coughs> apparently was what I was going to say, especially on a um, you know a- an actual long-haul flight. I cannot stress to you enough how badly I'd be losing my mind on a long-haul flight sat on the on the window seat guess what i can see the window from where i'm sat on the aisle seat because i'm sat too close to you because we've got no personal space on a plane do you know what i think get rid of the middle seat and we'll just go from there get rid of the middle seat make it cost a bit more sorry you know sorry one holiday a year sorry i want space I can't be asked sitting in the warmth of another human. Because that's what it was. On the flight out, the lady next to me, her elbows were had had crossed the line. They'd gone over the uh the armrest, which I dutifully um you know I gave way to her. Um, I didn't even, you know, I didn't even, I never fight for it. I just give it to them, give it away. Um, and yet she encroached upon my land, shall we say, she was touching me and I don't care what her reasons were. I don't like it. (laughs) So... Um, and I'm sorry, maybe this is me being a villain here, but I didn't like it. I didn't do anything, of course I didn't, because what am I supposed to do? Tell her to just stop. Okay, imagine that if I just let in. Stop touching me. <laughs> maybe I should. Maybe that. Maybe that. Maybe that would be. No, that would just be mean, and I don't. I don't want to be mean. So I just talk about it on the podcast behind her back. She'll never know. She will never. She will never know because even if this got popular, she would never know, and and I suspect she didn't know what she was doing. And maybe I could have raised it with her and said, "Can you move your fucking arm?" <laughs> no, I didn't do anything. I I, uh, I just cracked on. We all just got on with sitting in the sky, and we, um, you know, we we made our way to London. So next to the lady was another lady whose seat was taken. So, presume this was what was annoying. This is what blew my brain, um, was the fact that 
I was sat on 9C, aisle seat. Lady was sat on 9B. And 9A, window seat, was free. See, boy had two spare seats next to him. And person sat next to me. Like, you know, in my space. As I said before, I was sat in her warmth. I was roasting. In fact, I, was, I, 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 I had a hoodie on. I had a t-shirt on, hoodie on, uh, which obviously I, <laughs> you know, I appreciate. It's not her fault. <laughs> I had a t-shirt hoodie on, and I had a, t- and I had two jackets. I took the two jackets off, and I, and I kind of had, but I had them on my seat because I couldn't get them anywhere. Like I, it was a nightmare. I couldn't put them anywhere because, like, I just couldn't move because this wo- this person was in my, um, she was in my space. If I moved, right? Here's the problem. If I moved at all. I would be like rubbing against her. Do you see what I mean? So like her, she's kind of wedged into me. And if I moved, it would be like I'm I'm touching her. So <laughs> I couldn't do it. So I'm just there with like my two jackets kind of off, but they're on the seat, if you see what I mean. So I'm sat on them. And they're basically behaving like a seat warmer. Because like one of them was like a fleeced sort of jacket, and the other one was like a little outer jacket thing, and so your boy's absolutely roasting his little tits off, which are existing because Christmas wasn't kind to me, and I'm still working on it. But I'm sat there sweating buckets because, as I said before, I'm sat in that person's heat. They are emanating heat onto me because they are touching me. And I can't take my jacket off because they are touching me. Okay, okay. Um, and anyway, we get to London. So yeah, we make it to London. Um, had a good time and that's the end of the podcast. <laughs> no. Um, we, we get to London. Oh no, I didn't even say. So yeah, I'm sat 9C, warm lady sat 9B. And then someone else arrives, 9A, window seat, older lady, seems lovely. And she explained, as she kind of asked to, to sit in with us, um, she was like, look, I'm supposed to be on, I'm supposed to be on 9D or E or whichever one it is. Um, you know, she was, she was on the same row as us, but she was supposed to be on the other side of the aisle. Someone had taken her seat, by the way. I looked at it, um, I, I kind of looked across. When she mentioned it, I looked across and I saw some bloke who had a cowboy hat on, sweating profusely, looked like he was going to die. Like, he was, um, I'm assuming, drunk. Um, either that or really badly ill. In both cases, I apologize. You know, it's tough. Um, anyway... Your man taking her seat. Um, and uh, yeah, what were we supposed to do about that? He was pretty much passed out. Like, and he was a big guy. Like, he didn't look overly strong. He was just like, he, he just is like one of those guys who's like six foot five um, and out of, and in his 50s and just out of shape. 
probably hasn't even has probably only walked to and from the pub over the past 20 years, I would say. Um, and yeah, you, he was not in a good way. I just don't think he could have been moved. I think he was wedged in there. And I swear when he stood up at the end of the flight, because here's my problem, right? End of the flight, everyone fucking stands up and tries to leave immediately. No, we need some sort of structure here. I always kind of, I, I sit it out. I sit out the first five minutes of it and wait for a little opening and I'm just gone. Because normally I have a little rucksack underneath the chair in front. I just whip it out and run. That's it. I'm gone. And because I'm ILC, I can make that call. There's a lot of thought that goes into this. Now, um, anyway, at the end of the first flight, he obviously gets out of his seat really gingerly. I thought this fucking guy is, excuse my language, but whatever. This guy is going to just fall on top of me and die. Um, and then his he's going to wedge me in even more He's going to kind of double wedge me in from the other side because obviously I've got the lady next to me who's still wedged me into my seat. So um, I was in a bit of trouble there. Anyway, he turns around and I swear he just farted in my face. Without, but like without knowing, it wasn't an act of contempt from him. It was just the guy, his body's failing him. Um, he's in his late 50s, early 60s, still has good hair, still dark, slicked back hair, although that, that was what I could see underneath his cowboy hat, which by the way, you're on a flight and you're the first person I've ever seen wearing a cowboy hat. Fair play, but also, you know, have a think about it. Maybe it's maybe that wasn't helping, you know? Because he just had like beneath the canopy of his of his cowboy hat, there's just like a stale air. And I feel like he needed circulation and he wasn't getting any. Um, anyway, he gets out and whatever. Um, I've just realized there's an actual story. Guy taken her seat. She asked to sit with us and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm quite reasonable. I know I've come across really poorly. I, I know I do come across quite poorly on the podcast, but it is what it is. Um, the, uh, yeah, so... Lady asked to sit on our row, and I'm like, yeah, fine. I stand up. We all stand up. Um, and, yeah, that's fine. Do you know the reason I wasn't a huge fan of the lady who was sat next to me? The reason I wasn't a massive fan of her is when I arrived on the plane, she just had all of her stuff just in my chair. And, like, I arrived, and I kind of said, I'm sorry. I'm, I I even, this is the thing, I even said, sorry, I'm 9C. I'm not going to apologize for paying four pounds to choose the seat. But I, I did anyway, I, because, you know, I I am a certain person on the podcast. In reality, I'm just whatever. I, I hate conflict. I will, I will pay to avoid it. Um, you know, if I, if I am overcharged in certain circumstances, Essentially, the calculation I go through when I'm overcharged is, would I pay that amount to avoid the conflict? And most often, the answer is yes. So, was I paid? Uh, did I pay three pound eighty for a bag of chips? Uh, well, not a bag of chips, a plate of chips that didn't arrive at the table. Yes, I did. Do I care? No. Um, you know, am I willing to have that fight? No. Like, am I quite happy to spend three pound eighty to not have an argument with someone? Yeah, fine, whatever. That's honestly my view. Um, and I know that's, it doesn't make any sense because I could, you know, whatever. Um, but we are where we are. 
so anyway, we let the lady sit in. She was like, yeah, whatever. And I was thinking, yeah, fine, I'll settle down. And she turns kind of, you know, towards the other aisle and, and sort of says, yeah, I'm, I'll sit here. And I turn to see who she's speaking to. And it's the CEO of my company. And I say my company, it ain't mine, it's his. And um, at that point, I sit up straight, I look forward and I put my earphones in and I say, time to go. And, you know, part of me did think in my mind, do you know what? I might turn to him and say, sorry, sorry to bother you, but you are actually my CEO. And then I thought, if it was me, I'd hate that. And also I was dressed like a chav and I hadn't washed those trackies for, we'll say months because it's true. Um, and I thought he doesn't need to know. Um, oh yeah, <coughs> there's even more chat about the flight. I won't even get to talk about the bloody holiday. The holiday was fine. You know, we went out, I got absolutely drunk, absolutely drunk. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, the holiday itself was good. I mean, I ate very well. I saw a lot of people that I wanted to see. It was a lovely time, blah, 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 blah. I love everyone in London. And I really like London. And I go again, then, then, then. Whatever. The flight. <laughs> so CEO's on it. Big ladies. Um, she's not even that big. I'm sorry. She, she Whatever. Lady encroached in my, in my world, touching me. Um, I'm too hot. Uh, cowboy hat guy. I'm a bit concerned. He looks like he's going to die. He bought a coffee. He bought a coffee from the, uh, you know, the air hostesses. And um, they, uh, he, I think he poured it over himself or something. Like he had an issue with it. Um, I think it also, it might have gone down the wrong way as well. It was a f debacle all way, all the way. And I thought he was going to die. I really thought this guy's in a really bad way. Um, <clears throat> so, oh yeah. <clears throat> and just to make things better, family of three in the three seats in front of me. Father, mother, child. Child is a girl somewhere between the age of seven and ten, I would guess. Father... He's old enough to know better. Mother, I'm sorry, but I could just tell. She looked to me like a kind of failed theater actress. Um, no, not theater actress, kind of not even failed, sorry. She looked to me like an active um, musical theater slash definitely Christmas pantomime participant active just my just my you know ill-informed and um you know mean-spirited uh impressions of her from where i was and <coughs> they they were sat in front of us and i'm not even lying you can ask the ceo of my company if you really want Please do not, please, under no circumstances, contact the CEO of this company, my company, the company that I work for, because I'll get fired. Um, I might even have to cut that out. I don't know. Um, but anyway, uh, they started basically TikTok dancing on the flight. Her. 
and I, you know, I feel sick at that point because I'm so hot and, um, yeah, I'm so hot and I just kind of think to myself, like, <sighs> what's going on? And that uh, the the wife who, who who basically the wife of the CEO who well that was that was my assumption I might be wrong but um, who who obviously gets stranded on my row is sat behind the mother so the um, the pantomime actress and she genuinely the seats are rocking the seats are bouncing because they're doing a dance and they're laughing and they're singing the whole way through the flight which by the way it's a forty five minute flight. I'm thinking, do you know what? If it's a 14-hour flight and you just need to keep your kid, uh, you know, engaged for, 40, for for a bit of time, just to kind of waste some time, fine. <laughs> Excuse me, fine. That was angry. I was, that was bad vibes. I'm just letting out. Fine. Do that. But it's 45 minutes. Do you know what I'd say to my kid? Just shut up and sit down for 45 minutes and we'll be fine. We'll land. And then we'll just, and then we'll deal with the next section. We'll get out of the airport. We'll get to where we're going. And then you can be mad because we're on holiday. But for now, shut up, sit down. That's it. But instead, TikTok dancing. All three of them, by the way. The father is sat in front of me. My chair was making a little bit of movement. Not, admittedly, not as much as the other chairs were, but a bit of movement. I, you know, I, I think if someone is, as soon as someone starts fucking around with their chair, which of course is the front of me and also in my space, that's where I'm going to probably make an issue. But he didn't make any huge issues with my chair. It was the other chairs that had problems. Yeah, it was, uh, it was the other, it was the other, um, the other people on my row who had moving uh, kind of chairs. So obviously... Um, so the kid, the girl, she's in the middle. She's in the middle seat. So she, her chair is directly in front of the, the lady who's encroached upon my space. Um, and my mind, clearly, because I've spoken about her for about 20 minutes um, today. So because she's a little girl, she's not really making much of an impression on the chair in front. So there's not a great deal of movement. But pantomime mother type thing, who I'm guessing she's late 30s. Um, her chair's rocking and rolling. <laughs> and the CEO's wife, she's kind of, you know, she's got her tablet open. She's watching The Witcher, series one, bless her. Um, she's watching The Witcher, series one, and she's got it propped up on her, um, you know, her little tray thing. Fine. She's just trying to watch a bloody show for 45 minutes. Give her a break. And your mum, TikTok dancer mum, She's genuinely rocking and rolling on her chair to the extent where the Witcher iPad tablet thing um, is like, you know, bouncing and falling around. And the CEO's wife is like, again, she seemed like a pretty reasonable woman. She's been, she'd been, um, you know, displaced from her original chair. She's not in the best of times. She, I mean, she's put on the same row as me, for God's sake. So, you know, we, we really have to feel for her. And, um, well, yeah, and presumably the the lady who sat between us was also encroaching on her space as well. So she's having a 
tough time of it. And all the while, we've got Pantomime Mother, who's doing ridiculous, like singing and dancing. Let me be clear, it's singing and dancing on this plane. And, um, you know, I wanted to kick off on her behalf, the CEO's wife's behalf, but I didn't. Of course I didn't. As I say, conflict, avoid it. Um, but I was livid. I was, you know, I was livid. Anyway, we landed um, and... Um, you know, I'll never see these people again, except for the CEO, who hopefully doesn't remember me. Um, and, um, yeah, we, we went on with our lives. I had, a lo- as I say, I had a lovely time. There's, there's not really too much to say. I ate amazingly well. I had a really good time on Saturday night at my sister's 30th. Uh, I saw a lot of people. There's many, many, very many beautiful ladies in London. Let me tell you that for free. Um, and probably fell in love a couple of times, at least a couple of times, which is always nice. It's always nice to kind of do that. And then, um, you know, forget, forget about it pretty quickly, but, um, I don't know. Um, what was I saying? Um, oh yeah. So. On the uh, the day of my leaving, um, my bag exploded. <laughs> my bag exploded. So your guy now not not in a you know not in a literal sense, but it did explode. The zip broke. So I had to walk around London carrying my bag like it's a baby. My bag was heavy after a period of time. My arms are sore today. And um, I also looked suspicious as all hell. My first tactic was to basically cover the bag with my hoodie. So I kind of put it in my hoodie and tied it up in such a way that kind of the top part of the bag where the zip was broken was covered by the hoodie and therefore the stuff wouldn't fall out. And it worked to a bit, but it also, you know, looks like what is it? It's a weird sack of fabric, kind of, again, suspicious. And the last thing I want to do is look suspicious in London. So I um, I found the the plastic bag that I kept my, my shoes in, my kind of big dirty boots in, took them out, exposed my clothes to the dirty boots, put my, um, you know, put my... Uh, put the bag on the outside of the, put the plastic bag on the outside of the real bag, blah, 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 protected the other stuff I'm doing. And that was, felt okay. But even that bag, that bag broke. So that's class. I get to Gatwick. I fucking managed to get through everything, security. I just, I, I basically let the bag just explode onto the, you know, the little tray where you put your stuff. At that point I was defeated. It kind of all just went everywhere. Um, and then once I'd gotten through security, I managed to find in JD Sports a fifty-pound rucksack, expensive. Put all my clothes in that, and the rucksack that was broken. And Bob's your uncle. I had a new rucksack, so that's cool. Unnecessary fifty-pound spend. Um, what happened on the way home? That was a much better flight, but there was a reason to be furious. Um, oh yeah, so the guy sat next to me across from the aisle. 
he looked like a neo-Nazi. Um, he just looked like a perfect Aryan boy, and he was rich, clearly rich, just with the way that he was. And he was staring at the air hostess like a, you know, like a underfed dog. And I was just kind of grossed out by that. But then again, you know, I was also encaptured by the by the air hostess, so it's kind of one of them. I I felt bad for my own, you know, um, excitement over her. Because I was I was like him, but I wasn't like him. He was gross. Um, and then who else? Oh God, there was a horrendous family in front of me. But I'm so tired. I don't know if I can keep going. There was a horrendous family in front of me. Tell you what, there's going to have to be a part two. There's going to have to be a bonus. But <clears throat> let me just say this so that I can remind myself. The, the 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 matriarch of this horrendous family. Bear in mind, on the flight out, there was a a family of TikTokers. Bear in mind, of course, there's a on the flight out. There's a family of TikTokers, a family of TikTok dancing idiots, and yet on the flight back home, the family in front of me was worse. Imagine that. And if I can paint the picture for you, that's because the matriarch of the family was some sort of wellness pyramid scheme fool. Let me just make that really clear. Wellness pyramid scheme fool. Who was just a bitch? Let me just be very clear. She was a bitch. She was mean to the air hostesses, who, by the way are just fucking doing their job. And this woman was a bitch. And it's nice to say that and be validated. And the f- and you don't even know if I'm right or not. But guess what? It's my podcast and I'm right. She was a bitch to them. And, um, and it was just good because she lost in the end. <laughs> she lost. She lost. And we win. Um, I don't know what we win or who we are, but we won. And so, yes, let me do a bonus episode. Maybe it's a 10 minute and I'll tell you about the horrible wellness bitch that was sat in front of me um, and her spineless husband. Who <laughs> I don't know if I should really keep going, but it feels libelous. Um, but whatever. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> I don't feel like I can say everything I've just said and said, remember to be kind to yourself and other people, but do, you know? Do you know what? The TikTokers, they weren't being kind to other people. They weren't thinking of other people. They weren't thinking of the witch, the witcher lady, the CEO's wife. They weren't thinking of me. The big lady who was sat next to me, she didn't think about the fact that I didn't want to be touched or be in her warmth, you know? Um, And the horrendous, horrible wellness pyramid scheme bitch sat in front of me didn't think about others when she was um, having a big argument with the air hostesses about wearing a mask or not. Um, And then texting people when they had clearly said, turn your fucking phone off, you know? 
anyway, you've got you've got uh, <laughs> you've got that to look forward to. So they weren't being kind to other people, and you know I was kind to people in my actions. I'm just unkind to them in my words behind their backs. <laughs> They'll never know. And I think that's okay because I'll wake up tomorrow morning and I'll think I feel wonderful because I let it all out and now I can be nice and I can be fake for another day at work. I can be nice and smiley and happy and and everyone will be, everyone will think, oh, Rob's a nice guy. No, he can't wait to go home and say absolutely nothing to no one and sit in his bedroom by himself. Um, Anyway. In all seriousness, be kind to yourself and be kind to other people and be kind to me wherever possible. And I will see and speak to you another point this week because I do need to talk about that horrible wellness bitch. Goodbye.